What was the meaning you decided in that moment about who you are, what the world is like? Being alone is painful. So if she believes being alone is painful and being successful makes you lonely, that's going to stop it from being successful. Whatever you run away from, you run into. So until you solve it, it's going to keep showing up. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. I am really excited today. I've got Lewis Huckstep with me. He is a mindset coach. He helps dissolve people's mental limitations to allow access to their true potential and fulfillment. He now works with business owners or high-level professionals who want to elevate their personal and professional Life. He's also got a beautiful podcast, The Lewis Huckstep Experience. I believe everyone has their own internal vision and there's all that limitations that are masking it and dissolving it, but also hindering it. What are the most prevalent limiting beliefs that you hear come up in women? Uh, I guess. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. I am really excited today. I've got Lewis Huckstep with me. And he is a mindset coach. He helps dissolve people's mental limitations to allow access to their true potential and fulfillment. He was diagnosed with Asperger's autism and ADHD, and he's a semi-professional athlete. He is someone that I deeply admire and respect for what he has created in his own business and his background. So Lewis actually worked for free for two and a half years at a gym just to gain experience and knowledge before he then purchased that gym at 20 years old and opened two more by the age of 22, doing seven figures in revenue. He then burned himself out and was chasing goals out of insecurity and not inspiration. So he then sold them and has one under management. And now because of that entire experience and more, which we'll go into, he now works with business owners or high level professionals who want to elevate their personal and professional life. He's also got a beautiful podcast, so go and check it out, The Lewis Huckstep Experience. But thank you so much to start with, Lewis, for being here with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the beautiful intro and the energy that you bring uh, and the level of care you have for your 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 team, your audience is beautiful. Um, I, we were just talking before camera, just your level of vulnerability and authenticity is, is fucking awesome. I, can I swear on this? Is that okay? That's it. Awesome. So... Uh, yeah, just your level of vulnerability is really inspiring. So yeah, hopefully I can um, add some value today. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And, you know, we were also talking about the fact that you, um, you know, 80% of your clients are female and you attract a lot of women, you know, as clients, even though your message is pretty, you know, from following you for a while, it's it's pretty gender neutral. Can you share why you attract so many women as clients? Because of my handsome looks, obviously, right? That's the that's the that's the obvious the obvious answer, right? Uh, I wish, but um, no. Nah, the look, I've I've asked myself this question. Uh, I think there's kind of two sides. Um, what we were speaking for, I've actually got another bit of an answer to it. But um, I had a lot of wounds around my masculine growing up through my dad. So the masculine actually really repelled me. So that's where a lot of my healing has come from. I had a very, uh, I don't use the term narcissistic, but we can go into that if you want to. But I had a quote-unquote narcissistic dad, where very mentally, emotionally, physically abusive to myself, to my mum, to my sister, to my brother. So I had a lot of wounds around the masculine. So I think it was uh, masculine energy really repelled me. And what you run, uh, what you run away from, you run into. So I was, I was trying to avoid it. So I kept attracting it, which is quite funny, which we can talk about later. Um, and yeah, so that's definitely part one. And then I think the second part for me is. When you hear like self-healing, doing the inner work and I guess self-love, integration and these kind of, I guess, more feminine healing aspects of things because the feminine energy is your creative, flowy, creative, 
healing energy. Your masculine is very like process, purpose driven goals, achieve finances. Like it's very like um, uh, I guess achievement based. Um, so because I'm more in that sort of self healing, and that's a lot of the work that I do. I definitely obviously do some business stuff as well, but. Yeah, I think that will obviously attract more your feminine-driven people, which is majority women. Um, so I think, yeah, a combination of those two is me honestly being repelled by the masculine. Um, it's getting a lot better now because I'm continuously healing through that with my, my stuff. Uh, and then just my body of work is generally uh, attracts more feminine-driven people, which is generally women. So, yeah, I think that's mm. Amazing. And so can we dive a little deeper into how you got to where you are and why you went into coaching? Because obviously I've given like the brief overview, especially with your experience with business and just how dedicated you were, but what really inspired you to get into coaching and to have it as your, your you know, your big purpose in life? Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful question. So look, um, it's the cliche quotes. Something I like doing is actually breaking down these very generic cliche quotes like life's happening for you, not to you. It's like, well, how the fuck do you apply that when I've been abused and raped and all this stuff? And so um, for me, um, pain is uh, pain, greater the pain, greater the purpose, greater the wounds, greater the wisdom. So for me, the pain or trauma or wounds or voids that we experience now are bringing other seeds that are planted that sprout once you heal it. So for me, the seeds that were planted for me were being quote, autistic, Asperger's, scared, frightened, um, and just very emotional as a child. Like I, um, I I went to five different schools. I cried on my first day of every school. Um, I struggled just connecting with friends, very socially awkward, didn't understand communication very well, making friends. Uh, my kind of the theme of my childhood was very anxious. Like it felt very uh, uneasy around my dad. And I love my dad and we've done a lot of work together and we're coming close together now. But there was a lot of pain and just a lot of fear. Like that was and anxiety is just feeling scared by the way if you guys want to reframe something it's just feeling scared um so i just had a lot of fear and feeling scared throughout my upbringing so those were the seeds that were planted many years ago and then once i got into the self-development um world when i was 18 when i went down to the gym for work experience and ended up doing that for two and a half years but i got into tony robbins got into self-development d martini joe dispenza wayne dyer peter crow uh just all these incredible healers and mentors and uh, I remember the first video I watched on YouTube, it was Tony Robbins, and it was just like about matching and mirroring, building rapport. And for someone who struggled anxiously, socially with people to make friends, I was like, fuck, this is amazing. It's like like discovering fire. I'm like, this is insane. Why aren't we taught this at school? Which I'm sure uh, a lot of your audience can relate to that with self-development. And it was just like the curtain had been pulled back. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So uh, I got into that world. I was doing the gyms, as you mentioned, and yeah, was just achieving goals out of insecurities not inspiration as you mentioned and i was just doing things out of ego not authenticity and yeah got to a point where i had three gyms but i was super burnt out super unfulfilled and it's like when you do when you when you're chasing goals out of ego it never fills the void you think it's going to fill it's like i'll be happy when and then you do it and it's like fuck i'm still not happy it, it wasn't a million now it's 10 million and then you do it and then you actually hit it because you can grit your way through it and then you hit the 10, it's like, fuck, I'm still not happy. It's whatever. And that's where you see so many like unfulfilled billionaires and millionaires. Like Robin Williams is one of the most famous examples of that. Like he achieved all these incredible goals. I did the Aguda one day. He had like, it was over $100 million. I think it was like $300 million in net worth or something. And I could be wrong on that. So don't quote me on that. But he had a lot of money. Like money and achievement was not his, um, not his void, right? He knew how to do. He was incredible. But he obviously hadn't, mastered the fulfillment side of things right uh 
So that for me was kind of like the abyss for me and the, the dark night of the soul that I went through, additional to the seeds that were planted many years ago. And yeah, I just got into, I guess, purpose to values to healing. And I got clear on my vision and my purpose and what that looks like. And I just made a decision that it, over the next X amount of years, I will get to a point where I'm doing this full time. And I, I, I sold one of the gyms. I literally gave it to my business partner because I was like so stressed and so like burnt out and I had enough. So I literally gave away an asset to my business partner, Merry Christmas. And then, uh, then I went through COVID with two gyms. That was fun. <laughs> we won't talk about that, but that was fun. Uh, and then literally had to fire, I think I had 15 team and we went down to like four in a day. So I had to like fire 11 people in a day. That was fun. Uh, and then ended up selling the second one about a year later. And then I'd, I'd already hired myself out of the other one. So I, to this day, have a, have, still have that studio. Like we profit about sort of two to 3000 bucks a week out of that. And it's just beautiful team. I do an hour there a week and I love it, but it's just not my purpose. This is my purpose. This is what I love. And yeah, I get to do this all day. I literally like what hung up the last coaching session and jumped straight onto this podcast with you. So I get to do that every day and that's what inspires me. And I get to help other people do the same thing now. I love that because, you know, you can have all the things, all the money, all the material things, but if you don't actually know what your purpose is and you don't know why you're doing it, you're getting no fulfillment from it, then it, it's, it is that thing of like climbing to the top of the mountain and then getting there and going, wow, this is what it feels like. This is it, you know? So how did you determine your values? Let's start right back from the start, like before we even go into your purpose and mission and vision, how did you even determine what your values are? Yeah, beautiful. Um, I learned it through different mentors. So John uh, Demartini is probably my number one mentor. I love him. His book's right behind me on that little pile. So he's the one that really sort of cultivated and solidified what values are. So values come from voids. So say, for example, uh, like for me, I had a pain around learning. I was in learning disabled classes. I was in I was in the dumb classes, slow learner, slow whatever. So learning was painful. So learning is important to me. Wealth was painful to me. So I had pain around wealth. I sometimes didn't have food to take to school. Um, I come from Norfolk Island. If anyone knows where that is, might have to Google it. And like I remember, I went to a friend's house. Um, I went back there for a little holiday, um, and I went to an old friend's house. And like you don't flush the toilet unless you do a number two because they don't have water to 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 be able to flush it every time so it's like wealth in where i've come from was painful like didn't have money to go take school and all that stuff so wealth was painful so wealth is important to me now so whatever was painful or perceived pain to you in your younger childhood years will become important to you later so image quite a common one or not a common one but if you had pain around your image the way that you look you weren't the prettiest sibling boyfriend said mean things to you you just had pain around how confident and how beautiful you were image will probably be important to you. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's beautiful. Whatever your values are, when you be authentic to yourself, you're the best e- expressed version of who you are. So the seeds were planted in childhood. I, I guess awoke to it um, by learning through Dr. John D. Martini what values are. And values are for people. I have a free training on this. It is on my podcast. So episode 200, it's a free training on it. I think it's 35 minutes long. And it's actually how to do it step by step. So I actually give that out for free. Because a lot of people think it's like, I value freedom, I value honesty, I value, I value loyalty. Those three are not values. Freedom, I love freedom. They're like, I value freedom. I say, okay, if I gave you ultimate time and financial freedom, what would you do? I'd travel, so you value traveling. I'd hang out with my family, so you value ha- family. I'd go to the gym, so you value health. So those are your values. Mm-hmm. It's like, what areas of life do you prioritize? Your life demonstrates your values. You do your values. You talk about them. You think about them. You you live to them. How do you live to honesty? Because we all express all traits and for the 
whoever's listening to this, ask yourself, do you see yourself as an honest person? 90% of people will say yes to that question. I say, great. Have you lied before? Everyone's lied before. So you don't, it's not a thing you value. You might appreciate that trait in people and you want someone who's a more honest person, but it's not a value of, of someone's life. So it's, uh, so yeah, anyways, figure those out through John D. Martini using his method and then coming up with my method on top of that. And then, yeah, that's, that's the first thing I do with any of my clients is figure out their values, figure out their purpose, use their values to find their purpose, get clear on their vision. What does life look like on their terms, life on their terms? Then what's the vehicle to get you there? If you want to go from Australia to New Zealand, you probably don't want a car. You probably want a boat. You probably want a jet. So find the best vehicle for you to get there and then dissolve all of those limitations that are going to stop. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not loved. I can't do it. Success is hard. Money is evil. Whatever the limitations are, we want to dissolve that because you will only grow to your lowest limitation. So that's how we do it. Mm. Wow. You'll only grow to your lowest limitation. Is that what you said? What a powerful line. Yeah, that's amazing. So once someone has determined their values, and we might link that episode in, in the show notes so it's easy to access, once they've you know, figured out, okay, these are my values. These are my specific, very clear values. What next? How do you use them to actually create a purpose? Beautiful. Um, so firstly, I take those values and I schedule them into the person's calendar. Whatever doesn't get scheduled, doesn't get done. So if like uh, training is important to you, schedule it in. If family is important to you, schedule it in. And sometimes like people are like, oh, I don't want too much structure. Literally schedule in time to do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I think I saw in your calendar, you've got like a, a goddess afternoon or something like that, which is cool. So I don't know what that entails, but I'm assuming you just do whatever a goddess wants yeah. to do, right? So um, so like scheduling free time, scheduling nothing. Like on my calendar, I, I people can't book in for coaching sessions or strategy calls with me over a weekend because that's my time to do what I want. Normally I'll coach and do work anyways, but um, yeah. So get your values, schedule them in because- Low self-worth is feedback that you're not prioritizing your values. So if you feel like shit, you're just not prioritizing your own needs. This, this is the quote, you've got to fill up your cup before you fill up others. How do you do that? Know your values and prioritize them. Pretty straightforward. The only time you don't do that, generally, like as in biologically, is kids. And obviously you'd understand that, Jess. It's like you need to put their needs ahead of yours. Otherwise, they literally mm-hmm. die. So uh, and that's where a lot of so imposter syndrome comes up with mums, like the sort of loss of their identity. And it's just like they haven't lost it. They've just prioritized someone else's identity over theirs. So just get back in alignment with your values and then just prioritize them. You'll be the best version of you. So your question about purpose. Your purpose is an expression of your biggest core wound. So values come from your voids. Voids can also be called wounds. So again, wounds around, for me, learning, around awareness, around wealth, around relationships. What was your biggest core wound for me? Feeling hurt. I kind of shared that before. Feeling hurt, feeling scared, feeling vulnerable, feeling emotional. So once healed, it's an expression of that. If you haven't healed it, it just triggers you, right? So your triggers reveal where you haven't healed. So once you've healed the trigger, the wound, sorry. Once you've healed the wound, what's the expression of that? So for me, feeling scared, hurt, vulnerable, emotional, all of that, I've healed that and I've still got more to do. Like I said, everyone's still healing. I'm still healing that, but I've done majority of it on that particular area. What's the expressed version of that for me is to heal and raise consciousness. That's what my purpose is. And then you take that and then you commercialize that. How do you commercialize your purpose? I love that question. So like, well, what do you love? What lights your fucking soul on fire that you, you want to do it all day, every day? The need for motivation is a symptom of an uninspired goal. So if you need motivation to do something, it just means you're not doing what the fuck you want. 
no one had to motivate me to be here today. I'm fucking excited to be here with you, Jess, because I'm coaching right now. This is coaching. This is my highest value. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm enjoying myself because it's my highest value, which comes from my voice because I couldn't communicate. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was very emotional. I, all that stuff. That's where my voice come from. So what's your biggest core wound? Heal it first. And there's so many techniques to heal. That's a huge conversation, but find your way of healing. I can do that. That's, that's, what, that's a big part of what I do. But find your way of healing and then express that and then find a way to commercialize that. And that's where we come to the vehicle question, which I talked, spoke about before. Like what vehicle are you going to use to express that? I love what you do, Jess. Your, your business model and your business opportunity is a vehicle for a lot of people. Do you, you mainly women, by the way, that come to you? Yeah, sure, yeah. I mostly attract women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Awesome. So, so for a lot of women and guys as well, if they come through, you're giving them a vehicle to allow them to get to the point where they can do whatever they want. And this is not nothing on MLM because I, I did MLM. That was when I first started. When I was working for free, I was doing network marketing at the same time. Um, but for me, like for a lot of people, it uh, MLM is generally the vehicle to do what mm-hmm. they love. It's not necessarily like I, I did Herbalife. If, I know you're not meant to say that. Anyway, I did Herbalife. Um, and I was not that passionate about the, the, the teas and the aloes and the shakes and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's like my purpose is not to sell shakes. <laughs> it's like my purpose is to uh, say help people, empower people. And that might be the vehicle for me to do that. Um, but yeah, what's your purpose it's coming from your core wounds, get clear on it, heal from it first, get clear on it and then find a way to commercialize it. And then life is pretty cool. And that's also where the fulfillment comes from, because if you are self-aware enough to know what your core wound is, if your vision is based around that, it, it should bring you to tears. It should be so emotionally connected to you that it brings you to tears. Like mine brings me to tears and it, 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 it literally, um, is the thing that has every part of my, um, you know, motivation. Like you said before, you don't need motivation when you know what you're working towards. Like it literally is the thing that just keeps me going because I know how big my purpose is and how impactful it is. And like, you know, money aside, like when you get to the top, when you're, you're, you know, like earning the millions, like if you don't know the impact that you've had to actually get there, then what's the point in getting there? Like if you're not actually making impact and you're not being fulfilled by, actually helping that vision, that thing that's so emotionally connected for you that literally brings you to tears, to life. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, sort of just echo on, on on top of that. It's like when you picture that, if you, for anyone listening, picture your biggest cool wound, picture you when that was happening or when that period was going on and picture what you would want to do for that version of you. And what you needed back then, there's the iteration of like you become the person you needed when you're at your lowest. So it's like, where who where was that wounded version of you? What would you do for them? And that's when generally the emotion comes up and it's like that's and it and it's like, do you need a coffee right now? Probably not. It's like you have that beautiful tears of inspiration which you're leading to. A hot tip for some people is whenever you get tears of inspiration, not emotional, like sad, like you're watching a sad movie, but like tears of inspiration, like it's just inspiring to see what it is that you see or perceive, you are having a glimpse of your purpose. There's a glimpse of your purpose there somewhere. I was watching Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. I'm not sure if you do, yes, but so good. Um, And I was watching the US one and um, I forget the episode name, but um, there was this young kid who was like 16 years old and he was doing like 2 million US a year at 16. I'm like, holy fuck, I need to be better, right? And I was like, really cool. Anyways, Mark Cuban, that's one of the sharks on there. He was just like giving him all this beautiful advice. He was like saying like, you're doing so well, but keep your eyes on the vision. Keep this. It's like, you're crushing it. You're amazing. You're an inspiration. I started tearing up and my partner's like, what the fuck's going on with you? Like, you're just watching Shark Tank. And I'm like, 
I'm so inspired by this. I'm like, well, what specifically? Mark is mentoring and coaching this young boy. So I was coaching. That's what I'm doing. He's raising his consciousness. He's helping him become a better man, become a better entrepreneur. So the coaching was the thing that I saw, the mentorship that I lacked, which was my void. I was seeing that in Mark. So that's so when you see have tears of inspiration, try be aware of, okay, what is it giving this to me right now? Is it impact? Is it coaching? Is it learning? Is it music? Is it dancing? Is it love? Like what is it that you are perceiving and within there your purpose is this mm-hmm. so what is your core wound and what have you done to work through it work on it and bring it into your business and your vision beautiful specifically it was my dad like i i've mentioned felt very scared around him very anxious like um like this um this was one of the memories that i've done a lot of healing on but like our dinner table it's like picture around dinner table and just picture like every single person so my dad my mom sister brother me and everyone feeling so uncomfortable, no really words being said, everyone wants to leave and it's really fucking like the most tense, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but like it's just so tense to be there. That feeling across like areas of life with my dad, with mainly dad, but with, with friends and communication and schooling and stuff like that. So those were the bigger ones for me, like dad yelling, there's a, uh, a memory that I actually processed, which I'll get to the healing part soon. Uh, there was a memory that I have of, my brother locked himself in his room to hide from my dad and my dad physically punched and ripped down the door to get into my to my brother to hurt my brother so that was like a another example for you of feeling scared so um those are some of them for me um there's obviously uh, a lot of those throughout life and how to heal them this is i love this analogy for this question is uh question kern ray he was one of my great mentors um he asked the question what's the ultimate martial art and everyone will say different answers like boxing muay thai jiu-jitsu and all this stuff and the answer is that there is none. Like, there's no ultimate martial art. There is the ultimate martial artist who knows every single martial art and knows how to pull from it when the time is right, when the time is needed to get the result that's needed. So I see that as healing. Healing, there are so many ways to heal. There's Reiki healing. I'm working with a Reiki healer right now. It's really cool. And I was so close-minded to like energy and crystals and woo-woo shit. So that was, it was really cool to experience it. And it's really awesome. So um, you can have like an NLP style of healer. So I've done my NLP. I've done timeline therapy hypnotherapy nlp so that's a style of that um you can do plant medicine i'm a big fan of plant medicine i'm actually having some this weekend um just so you know um so big fan of that i've done a lot of healing through that you can do breath work i've done breath work experiences where a lot of uh stored emotion from past hurt because you store the emotion in your nervous system of what like anyway so i'll go down that later but you've you've got that stored pain and emotion within your body there's a book behind me called your body keeps the score so you might forget the trauma, forget the pain, but if you're getting triggered or nervous or anxious or there's that emotion in you, your body has stored it. So uh, yeah, so the body keeps the score. I was just saying that it just, your body will keep keep the score of it. It will keep it in there in your nervous system um, until you process it. So you can do breath work, you can do Reiki healing, you can do traditional therapy. And I have no knock on therapy. Just one caveat to that is just make sure that who you're working with is getting you fucking results. I've had clients come to me and word for word tell me they got more out of one session with me than four years of therapy. And there's no knock on any specific therapist. It's like there's a story that I, I heard from John Demartini and he has his method called the John uh, the Demartini method where he actually balances any lopsided perception, which is all trauma is. It's a lopsided perception. And he just had this ex- ex- example where like these, these, um, these parents, they had a child that passed away. You videos back, by the way. Um, they had a child that passed away and this therapist had this, this, these parents, like they did up the room of the child who'd passed away, like done it like the child's still alive and have 
the child's clothes laid out on the bed and every morning both parents go in there and cry and grieve over the child not being there and doing that for 11 years 11 fucking years and john did his method which is my favorite method of healing so what's my favorite method it's the john d martini method that's my favorite method um anyways in two hours sold it two hours done it, they're, they're, it's done the, the pain the grief they had loved they'd moved on and they had healed from it they went the couple went back to their therapist and said this person's brainwashed you he's done this he's done this he's just ruined 11 years of progress like what fucking progress so anyway so that's my favorite particular type is that his method which is very mindset based obviously you can see the work that i do i'm very mindset limiting beliefs traumas wounds dissolving and that's that's my favorite method uh but there's yeah there's there's tons sound healing i haven't i've done one session of sound healing i really enjoyed that um massage um a lot of trauma and pain can be stored in your fascia tissues within your muscles so that's why i haven't had it i'm actually going to go do it because i actually spoke to my partner yesterday about this i'm going to go pay for one just to experience it because i've had tons of massages from my sporting days back in the day um but it was more so like painful like my muscles are tight from it um and i didn't really go on with the intention of maybe i've got some stored emotion but i probably do i think a lot of people do so there's another method for you um yeah there's acupuncture i haven't done too much of that there's so there's so many ways so there's so many ways to heal some people ask what's where do i start just get started like start anywhere i think they all work like i said there's no ultra martial art there's only the ultra martial artists so that's kind of the quest i'm on is just to try them all that's why i signed up with this reiki healer which i'm really enjoying i don't see myself becoming a reiki healer i think there's a bit of a gift that you kind of you got it or you don't um so i don't see myself becoming a reiki healer but i want to experience it so i can actually speak about it firsthand of what it's done for me and I had a beautiful session with her, our second session, like all this shit that I didn't even know was there came up. I cried, I screamed, it was beautiful. That probably doesn't sound beautiful to some people, but um, yeah, it was awesome to to do that. So, so many methods, so many methods to heal, find your way. I personally like the sort of Martini style, which is what I'm trained in and what I do and what I love doing. So that's my favorite method. NLP changed my life. Uh, plant medicines changed my life. Um, traditional therapy, like I said, uh, breath work is fantastic. Um, yeah, try them all. Try them all. I love that you've said that because I have, you know, over 500 women that are in the Wildly Empowered Collective who are working through all sorts of limiting beliefs and childhood wounding and conditioning and all these things because, you know, when you get into business, you don't have business problems, especially the business that I'm in. Like we're, we do affiliate marketing. We're literally the middleman between a product being sold and us being paid. Like it's actually such a simple business structure. But, you know, my mentor always says you don't have business problems. You've got personal problems that show up in your business, which is so true. Love it. Love and I like it. Yeah, it, it's so true. And I get a lot of women saying to me, who should I work with? What modality should I do? Should I do energy healing? Should I see a kinesiologist? Should I, should I see a really? psychotherapist? Like blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, what do you think the answer is? Like, what is attractive to you to try on for size and see what works? Because I'm like you, everything that you just mentioned, I've, I've tried as well. And I've actually had great different experiences from all of them. And one woman reached out to me last night and said like, oh, this woman's like offered to do a session with me, um, you know, to sort of dissolve any negative energy that I have around my business. And, you know, I know that you're more into the woo-woo stuff than I am. What do you think, Jess? And I was like, okay, what do you think? Because you sound a bit sceptical. Even if it was a placebo and you had a session with this woman and it's complete bollocks and it's complete bullshit and, like, you know, even if this woman, you know, doesn't even know what she's talking about but it still dissolves negative energy, 
would it still be valuable for you in your business? And she was like, yeah, actually it would be. And I was like, then the placebo is just as valuable and as game-changing as the drug. So does it actually matter? Like we're also masculine and logical when it comes to healing. It's like it must be backed by science and by this and that. And it's like if it gets the same result, does it actually really matter? Because what matters is the end result, which is what you're searching for. What matters is like the outcome that you're going in there like with your intention being set on that outcome. So, yeah, I love that you've shared that. Anything else on healing that I might have enticed? Before we go on, I want to ask you a super powerful question. What would it mean to you to make decisions based on your soul rather than your bank balance? Freedom to me means having true autonomy and choice in your life to live based off your values and soul's desires rather than what you can purely afford for you and your family or what your job requires of you. This is why I've been empowering women for the past almost five years to earn more with pleasure, earning your true worth without the insane hustle and with actually having choice in your life. It is so much more about how you earn rather than what you earn. If you'd like to learn more about how I mentor women to earn a time-leveraged income online, selling conscious health-based products and learning the skills of personal branding and attraction marketing, both very sexy skills to have, then click on the link in the show notes or DM me the word info on Instagram so we can have a proper chat. I love having one-on-one convos with you savvy queens and showing you how this kind of income and our community can help you truly live wildly empowered. Big love, back to the episode. Just yeah, just enjoy the journey. I like what you said. They're all different. I think every modality has limitations. So there's I, for me, there's three types of healing. I actually did a podcast on this um, two days ago. It's not live yet, but it'll be live soon. And it's um there's there's cleaning up, and that's for me is more trauma, more wounds, more insecurities, inadequacies, etc. There's growing up, so that's more maturing, going from boy to man, woman to sorry, girl to woman. So there's more like the maturity, the separation of father figures, mother figures into being your own independent person. And then there's waking up, and that's more from a consciousness level. And that's more of your plant medicines, your meditation experiences, and all that stuff. So again, they all have their different benefits. And it's just try just whatever you're drawn towards, just get started. Um, I think, well, one caveat on that is I find three parts is Make sure that you, one, feel safe and connected with the person because it's like if if some people don't feel safe with me and that's okay. Like what it's one of my bigger compliments is that I do make people feel safe and that seems to be one of my superpowers is to do that, which comes from my feeling of being unsafe. There's the void, there's the benefit. Um, make sure they've gotten results for themselves. It's like kind of that overweight person telling you how to be healthy. It's like, well, is it working? Like, are you taking your own medicine? Um, and then three, have they actually helped others do what they say that they can do because maybe they're a fluke and they've done it for themselves or they're a genetic freak and have they actually got results and testimonials and reviews so just like a business just obviously make sure that you've um you do a little bit of research and make sure that yeah again you feel connected you like their vibe you like their energy you feel safe to be vulnerable because that's where i guess putting down the walls to help the i I like the um i forget the name of it you you might know that you know those little chinese wooden dolls where like they get bigger and bigger and bigger it's like russian yes yes um, I've I had it up on Google. I was going to buy a pair just to make a video on this, and um, you, you'll hear why because I think it's a good little analogy. But the little one, the littlest one, that's your inner child, and you get hurt, and you get a you get trauma, you get abuse. You're not enough. You're not worthy. You'll then build a wall or a shell to protect that self. So you'll start to 
wear the fancy clothes, try to look pretty all the time, never make a mistake, always have a persona, have a mask on and try to protect that wound. But then you get another wound, so you build another wall. And then you get another wound, you get another wall. And, you get, and then you've got the big mamushka doll at the end. Uh, and then a lot of therapists, a lot of people try to address the big doll. So you got to go back to the little one. you got to find where the original wounds come from. Where's that original I'm not enough come from? Like I had experience with one of my clients I'm still working with. I've actually got her today. She's on this afternoon. And yeah, she had a experience where like she was getting in her own way of success with her business. She's a hairdresser and building that business up. And she, in her own way, kept cop-locking herself. Like She kept like procrastinating, making excuses and all this stuff. So great, fantastic. I said, what's the downside of success? And she's like, and the first thing I had to do is like, it's lonely. Okay, so tell me, when was the first experience you had when you were lonely? And she came back, was six years old. Her brother had done something and she felt isolated. She was sitting downstairs. Her whole family was upstairs and this little six-year-old girl was literally feeling isolated, not loved, not seen. And I asked her, well, I got I used to do techniques along the way, but like, what was the meaning you decided in that moment about who you are, what the world is like? It's like being alone is painful. So if she believes being alone is painful and being successful makes you lonely, that's going to stop her from being successful. So that's where the limitation comes into it. So find whatever way works for you. Find someone that makes you feel safe. Find someone that uh, has gotten results. Uh, yes, just keep going, like, Whatever you run away from, you run into. So until you solve it, it's going to keep showing up. Absolutely. And like you said at the beginning, that will be what you attract. And not only in your business, but also um, in relationships. Because I I did a lot of this work when I did um, a one-year like feminine embodiment course. And yeah, and like that was coming up a lot in your core wound is often what you then attract in the opposite sex if you haven't worked through it enough. So if you, like for me, um, you know, like my, my parents got, divorced and split up when I was 11 um didn't really have much to do with my dad for a few years and and there was a lot of hurt and pain there and then you know now we've got a great relationship but in that time it was it was long enough for me to then go okay well I crave attention from males and I crave like feeling safe and feeling loved and having like that extra amount of like intimacy from a male figure because I didn't have it as a teenager growing up so there was so much that I, like, it's a big one. Like daddy issues is like a really big thing, right? And a lot of women have it. And also to your point as well, it is the reason why I'm so self-aware and so, um, you know, passionate about my own journey because it was something that I worked through and, and you know, luckily was self-aware enough to know that I needed some help in that area from a pretty young age that it has informed and inspired so much other growth in other areas that like, you know, in my life. So if I didn't have that experience and I didn't have all of that core wounding around feeling safe and loved from, from the masculine, then I wouldn't have done that, um, you know, personal development that has led to other things. So I think everything that you just shared is so valuable and also being self-aware of what the core wound is that you're then going to go and heal and work on. Like what is that shadow in the first place? Yeah, I love that. The quote that, oh, firstly, that's that's so beautiful. Like your level of vulnerability and strength and obviously it shows up with your your relationship, your success, your audience, your team. So uh, that was, I just want to recognize that, Jess. So thank you for being such an example for, for women and, and for men as well. Um, the, the quote that comes to mind is, you will attract people and circumstances to trigger the wounds you haven't healed through and it will happen the most inside of a relationship. I've had a lot of people ask if I'm a relationship coach. I don't, put myself with that title necessarily 
But I do do a lot of work within relationships because a relationship is the magnifying glass for the inner work you haven't done yet because they just they just see more than you. Like we, we've spoken a couple of times. You've come on my podcast, Jess, and we've spoken on socials a couple of times, but like we don't know each mm. other that well. I like we've seen each other. Uh, you and me are both vulnerable on social media, which is awesome. So maybe we see more than the average person, but I don't see you when the sink breaks, when the laundry's not working, when the babies have kept you up all night, you've had three hours sleep, something happens with your business, your car breaks down. Like I don't see all those versions of you. Your partner does. And just because a trigger is just shining awareness on the part that you've got shame around and that you haven't learned to integrate yet. So just by being around someone more, you're going to treat them more. So uh, that's why the work shows up most in relationships and kind of like to what your your business mentor told you, your business is, I say your business is an expression of who you are. So if you've got those unhealed stuff that's getting triggered in your relationship, that same thing that's triggering your you and your relationship is the same thing that's stopping you in your business. And that's where if you just become aware of the triggers, follow the vein, where's this coming from? There's a book behind me called You're Not Broken by Dr. Sarah Woodhouse. And there's three things. There's triggers, traumatic reactions, and traumas. The trauma is the event itself where you felt scared and defenseless and powerlessness to defend yourself. The traumatic reaction is how you react to it. So it's like you get uh, a dog attacks you and you feel anxious and scared. Beautiful. The trigger is what sets it off again. So let's use the dog again. You then see a dog in the street and it triggers that unhealed shit from the past and you feel anxious again. So if we just say, okay, what triggered me? What What specifically triggered me? It was a dog. Where have I had pain around a dog before? Oh, shit, I got attacked when I was three years old. Okay, how do we process that? And again, that's where the different modalities come into it. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just beautiful that you've already got that awareness and you've already done so much work around around this stuff with yourself. I love that you've said that about relationships because, yeah, I mean, I've been with my husband for 13 years and I can tell you what, like, he has been such a beautiful mirror. Bless him. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for for sharing that. Um, And so with the healing and, you know, going deep in our purpose and what really fulfills us, how do you then take that to help someone to actually then craft a vision and a mission? And and also, what's your vision? What's your mission? Beautiful. Uh, So the steps I do, I do, I'm a very step-by-step guy, if you haven't figured that out yet. So values first, because there's a process to do it. Because I, I love Cohen, right? And nothing against Cohen. I love Cohen. But um, I went in, I got into this mastermind, business mastermind. And like you sit down and it's like the first question was like, what's your purpose? And for someone who's never done like that level of self-development, if I just said, tell me what your purpose is, like where the fuck do you start with that question, right? Like to help people, to do, I don't know. No, I, I didn't know what it was back then. So, um, so I, I like values because values, there's a system to do it. And then you can use it, find the core wound, express that. So it gives you more clarity on that. And then your mission. So there's mission and vision. Mission is the is the goal. It's the measurable goal of the purpose. It's a derivative of your purpose and it's just a measurable component of it. So for mine is to heal and raise consciousness. My mission is to coach 1 million people to live a life that inspires them. So that's a measurable goal. So this it just needs to have something measurable. Number one in the world, help a thousand women to have just to change my family, my family dynamic or my family's future, whatever it be, don't have it, don't be attached to the number. The number is subjective. Like if it's if I help a thousand people or a million people, I'm still helping people. The number just gives you more to strive towards. And then the vision for me is what does your life look like once you've hit the mission? So once I've helped a million people, what does my life look like financially, intimately, spiritually, 
um, travel-wise, impact-wise. I use your values and expand on it. That's how I create vision. So you get your top four to seven values and then expand on that. So for me, like coaching, what does my coaching look like in five years, five to 10 years once I hit the mission? Well, I've worked with X amount of people. I've written X amount of books. I've changed X amount of lives. I've done blah, blah, blah. I've got my whole mission uh, vision written out, but it's like paragraphs and paragraphs long. Uh, but yeah, and then again, what we're talking about, then find a vehicle that's going to support you get into that mission and then you break it into a plan. What do you do in the next three years, next two years, next 12 months, next quarter, next month, next week? And what are you doing today? We do daily huddles. I love daily huddles. Anyone that has a team or just if anyone wants to be more productive with their life, do daily huddles. Find a friend or a family member or a team member to do these with. My team does it. I do it myself as well. I do it with my clients. Every day, what are you excited for? So get some excitement for your day. Number two, what were your outcomes for yesterday? Done or not done and why weren't they done? Accountability, transparency. Um, next is what are your outcomes today? So what are you achieving today? So you got clarities because the average entrepreneur spends three to three and a half hours a day distracted or recovering from a distraction. It's pretty insane. Wow. So I just have mine literally written down right here. So it's like, I have this podcast with you, beautiful conversation. It's like, fuck, what was I up to? Oh, my mastermind. Let's get back into it. And then what support do you need with it? Because that takes away any excuse for the next day because like, oh, I didn't do this because I didn't know how to do it. Or why didn't you ask for any support when you had the opportunity? Uh, and then last but not least, what are you grateful for? Good vibration. Whatever you're grateful for, you get more to be grateful for. So uh, yeah, that's how you take the purpose or values to purpose, to mission, the vision, planning, to vehicle, to execution. Love that so much. That is, I love that structure of like, it is exactly, you know, this is exactly how you do it. And I also love that you've called out, you know, the fact that it's pretty impossible to know your purpose if you haven't determined your values and if you haven't actually thought about, well, what's the bigger meaning behind your purpose? Like anyone can, I feel like in this space where there's a lot of coaches, network marketers, affiliate marketers, online business people, you can look at someone else's vision and get very inspired and distracted from it. So someone else can say, and I'll I'll use this as an example because it's absolutely not mine anymore, but I thought that it was mine when I back, back, back in the day when I did low ticket network marketing, which I'm not doing anymore, but I was in a company called Isogenics. There was an incredible leader called Peter Kelly. She was like my muse, absolutely loved her, learned so much from her. And her vision was, it it was twofold. It was like, you know, her vision was to help, um, you know, young people like live financially independently and freely and all of this stuff, which was super um, inspiring. And then she also had a goal to retire her mum from teaching and her mum was a single mum of four and at the time I was like oh my god I love my mum like my mum is everything to me I would love to retire my mum my mum loves what she does she hand makes natural skincare she created the business from scratch she's so good at it it's her passion she loves empowering women in that way she doesn't want to be retired right like she doesn't she also doesn't need saving you know like she doesn't need me to swoop in and save her from something that she actually loves doing but the reason I'm sharing that is because I think not I think, I know, I've seen this happen and I was one of them, where you look at other people's vision and you go, oh, that's what mine should be. Or maybe they have something in there that's like giving back or philanthropic, right? And then you go, oh, maybe I want that too. And it's like, actually hold off, like stay in your lane, like blinkers on, like what do you want based on your values? So valuable what you've just shared there. Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that too. Like I think that it comes from a lack of, well, I, I essentially what we're saying, like not knowing who you are authentically and when you haven't got that clarity on this is who I am, this is what I stand for, this is what inspires me, then 
you can get very drawn to just sort of buy into other people's visions. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like maybe, and this self-awareness, like understanding maybe you're not a number one, maybe you are a number two. Um, I would challenge to whether there's a limitation causing that, but there's definitely people that like, look, there's like the Steve Jobs and Wozniak. You've got the visionary, you've got the integrator. Maybe you're a good integrator. You're not so much the visionary. I believe everyone has their own internal vision and there's all that limitations that are masking it and dissolving it, but also hindering it. Uh, but yeah, definitely just spending more time with yourself, understanding yourself, doing more inner work. Um, yeah, you, you'll get clear on yours so you don't have to sort of latch on to someone else's. And so in the work that you do, I'd love to hear some, you know, very embodied wisdom from all of the, the clients that you've had. What are the most prevalent limiting beliefs that you hear come up in women? Yeah. Uh, I guess not enough is inadequacy is like, I guess... I'm not smart enough, not pretty enough, not um, not good looking enough, not uh, intelligent enough. Like, I guess not enough is, I guess, the, the general one. Uh, also, having like taking like the ownership, it's it's up to me. It's my responsibility. Like, I have to be the. I have to uh, satisfy my man sexually. That's my job. That's who I have to be. Well, why don't you just mutually both have incredible sex and pleasure and experiences? Like, there's that. Um, there's that. Um, they're probably the big two a lot of them are just sort of oh, the other one that sort of comes to mind is just fear in general like there's that fear like, anxiety, like how many people have anxiety and I don't use that term but experience anxiety or have the label have been labelled with anxiety that for me is just fear so fear of I like the term past hurt informs future fear so there's all this part hurt past hurt that they haven't reconciled, healed, and worked through, which is now projecting that into the future. So they're living in a scary world, which was actually me. So that was one of my ones. So yeah, pro- probably inadequacies. Like I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough, good enough, loved enough, um, etc. Um, taking ownership over other people. Like it's my responsibility to do this. I have to do this. I've got to be this. I've got to be a good girl. Like whatever. Uh, I'm, yes, yeah, something along the lines of that. And then just, yeah, I guess a general sense of fear fear of being seen fear of starting the business fear of failure fear of whatever so some form of fear would be there as well. and if someone was wanting to work with you on any of those limiting beliefs what how would you work with them on that to sort of break them down and and help them in that area beautiful i'm a um i, I like teaching people to fish i don't like necessarily giving people fish so that's uh something that i'm it's kind of going back to the therapist example like like you shouldn't be there for four years unless you just have more and more and more things that you just keep working through. That's fair enough. But it's like my goal, I tell my clients, like by the end of us working together, I want you to not need me anymore. I want you to be self-sufficient where you don't need me to help you. Yes, there's always the mirror effect, like what you're saying with your partner. You always want to have a mirror who can call you out because you can't see the forest through the trees. But I want people to be empowered and not need me anymore. Not like you need me to heal. No, like, I, again, I can maybe shine awareness and challenge you and call you out in your shit because I can see things that you can't see so I can help you. But for me, I like to teach. So uh, whenever someone comes to me, for, unless there's like something urgent they want help with straight away, obviously I'll focus on that and help them with that urgently. But generally, if say someone's like, hey, look, it's not super urgent. I just want to do the work. I want to heal through X, Y, Z. Beautiful. I start with purpose, mission, a values, purpose, mission, vision, just so we understand who they are, where they're going. So we've got direction, inspiration. And then I teach how to balance perceptions, which is very Martini style, very NLP style. I teach the concept and then I'll actually do the exercise with them. So I'll get them to ask a question. 
what do you perceive has hurt you the most? Who do you hate the most? Who would you not want to be around? What has wronged you? What ha- what do you have the most amount of despise towards, whether an event or a person? And we'll find that. Generally, it's childhood. Generally, it's mum and dad or something like that or an abuser or something. And then we'll find that, isolate that, and then just work through that and dissolve and heal that. So, and that's obviously a conversation. Everything's balanced. You find the specific traits. Where do you do the trait? What's the benefit of the trait? All the negatives of um, not having the trait. Where do you do the same trait? And you break that down and balance that out. That's a that's the Demartini method, essentially. Um, or that's just one tool. And there's also another tool. So the one that I was sharing before about the um, the woman who uh, decided or decided in the moment that being alone is scary or being alone is painful because that's what she experienced is dissolving that so i like using examples of people of what's what what becomes available to you with the absence of this because there's i've got this little sort of i like visuals so it's it's uh no i have like a whiteboard or something with me but it's like you've got your authentic self and that for me is the truest embodied expressed version of us best example is a baby i've never met a baby who thinks they're not good enough i've never met a baby that says i'm not worthy of my goals of I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. If they're saying that, they've picked it up from the parents or whoever's been in their world. So, but like, uh, I guess an authentic child is going to be, oh my God, I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be a fucking rock star. I can do anything, right? Because we are limitless and that's who we are. But then it's the downloading of those limitations that hinder our full potential. I like the quote that we're all born limitless, but we're programmed out of it. So it's like we all have this infinite, I can do this, I can do this, but then say, like, shut the fuck up. You're too much. You're, you can't do this. Get your head out of the clouds. Be realistic. You can't do that. It's all these limitations that we download. So for me, I'm finding where, so I had a beautiful one the other day. Uh, I just finished with my, one of my clients after three months and one of the beautiful ones that I, I really remember, she was having troubles speaking. So she was a sales leader with a team of, I think, 10 or 15. And she was had she had to do regular or wanted to do regular presentations for her company. And she said she just always got nervous and got scared essentially. Remember, past hurt is informing future pit fear. So I'm just like, okay, well, she's been through something that's triggering this. So let's find out where it is. So I get them to sink in and be present because your intuition knows how to. This is the thing. If you cut your arm, you don't have to tell your body to heal it. So your mind and intuition knows how to heal. We just got to get out of our own way for a better term. And essentially got her to be present. I do like a breathing process and get her present. And I was, tell, tell me the experience you had, which was most painful for you, where you felt embarrassed over too much or a variation of those. She went to it straight away. She found it literally. And it's like, oh my God, I haven't thought about this in ages. It's like, well, you've tried to, you just haven't given yourself the opportunity to. Anyway, she was 15. Uh, no, actually she found one and we found an earlier one. So she found one, but at 15, I'm like, well, that's a bit old. I reckon there's an earlier one. I just intuitively thought there was an earlier one. We found one. So there was, uh, it was in preschool or like year one or something like that. It was, I think, six years old. And they had to do this exercise. So the teacher hands out cards and you have to write down how you see yourself to be. And then you give it back to the teacher and then the teacher will read out the card. You got to guess who it is. So cool exercise. I thought it was pretty good. And was, she said there was literally two lines and she wrote down that I'm pretty nice person. I'm a pretty nice person or something like that. But I am pretty was on the top line and pretty nice was on the bottom line. And the teacher read out, I'm pretty, essentially. And the whole class started laughing. And the teacher even said, this person must love themselves a little bit too much, which is quite a fucking bad thing for a teacher to say. 
And this client that I'm working with back then, she was a very overweight person. So you can see how that was like kind of the opposite of what she saw herself to be. So that was very, very challenging for a six-year-old. That was very, very challenging. Anyways, I got to get back to that moment, that experience. I said, what was the meaning you created about yourself in that moment? And she's like, it was, uh, I'm trying to remember the words she used. It's something like, I'm worthless. That was the, that was, I'm a worthless person. I have no worth. I have no value. So I'm worthless. So you can see if she's getting up to give a presentation to give value to people, but she believes that she's worthless, she's going to feel nervous to do that. So then we just get in there. I get her to get present. I get her to get into the moment. I dissolve that. There's a sort of exercise I go through to dissolve it, dissolve that, and then ask the question, what becomes available to you with the absence of this? And she just started crying. She was so beautiful, so strong. And I'm like, how would you handle this presentation? It's like, I'll fucking crush it. It's like, awesome. Go do it. So that's another technique that I use. Um, that's like a self-created one. Um, just through doing NLP, timeline therapy, just because it's a bit of a mixture of everything in that. Um, so that's a bit of a, I guess, a new, a, a unique one that I use. So yeah, it just depends on the person. Depends on what they're looking for. Like some, I, I just had one uh, just before, and it was personal, but then tactical because again, I like the tactics as well. How are we get in leads, how are we making sales, how are you building your business, and all that stuff as well. So yeah, it just depends, I guess, who I'm working with. Mm, love that, and because you are the martial artist right that knows all the techniques and can pick from your bag of goodies based on what people need I love that so much so thank you so much for joining us Lewis how can people reach out to you work with you what's the best way to get in touch beautiful I just want to say again thank you for the time this has been beautiful it's been an awesome conversation your level of uh, pitching and catching is really awesome you've clearly done so much work on yourself so yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you um for me, Lewis Huckstep, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I do technically have a website, but it's getting revamped right now. So depending on when you watch this, it might be terrible. So don't go to that straight away. Um, but maybe by the time you listen to this. But yeah, just anyway, I get back to everyone. So Instagram, I'm most active. So if you get on me on Instagram, I'll probably get back to you personally. Um, the other ones, I do have people that help me out with it. So yeah, Instagram, if you want to talk to me directly. Um, and yeah, reach out. I get back to all of my messages. So send me a message. And if you could go back to your 21-year-old self and tell him anything, what would that be? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember how you discovered this podcast? Was it a friend's suggestion or an Instagram story, maybe a post? Somehow you found it and I'm hoping you're getting a lot of value from it. I need your help now to pay it forward so that other women can feel seen, heard, nourished, and more than anything, empowered from these conversations too. Big love, back to the episode. So 21, I was uh, I just got the second gym. So I got the keys to the second gym on my 21st birthday, which is a, a cool memory for me. I was just I was just operating out of ego. I was like, I I need to achieve all of this to be good enough. <laughs> that was that was my my motto. Sleep when you're dead. I used to wear that as a badge of how much I can work over someone else. So um, uh, my advice would just yeah get pretty much the stuff we're talking about today like get clear i didn't know values back then so get clear on values get clear on your purpose and live a life around it or design a life around it that would be my advice love that thank you so much for joining today really appreciate